0: We're going to start out Tuesday. Okay, Erev Tov. We're continuing. We finished chapter 54 in the Rambam that was saying that Hashem was willing to describe His attributes, but not the attributes the way we understand it, but what Hashem does. And part of that was the 13 attributes of mercy. So uh, with the permission of the Hevra, you're allowing me to go in a little detail to the 13 attributes yes. of mercy, which is a little bit off the topic. And uh, considering I figured not everybody was gonna be here tonight, it's a good thing to fine, go oh, into. So down 262, below the line, where it says Yud Gimel Midos Okay. Nech Luku is there's a big disc- mach here. How do we count the 13 attributes of mercy? In Rosh Hashanah it says, Hashem, Hashem. Those are the first two words. And Agmar explains, what does that mean? I'm the God before you sin. I'm the God after you sin. Hashem has mercy on man. Not only after he sins, even before he sins why? Hashem creates for him a possible situation he has free will choice that he can overcome his Yetzirah to begin with and he gives him a choice even though he knows he could sin but he gives him the chance to overcome it on his own that's the first Hashem Imkain there is a Samidah it Hashem Rishon, that's the first. That's the first uh, You give a person free will choice, even if you know he's going to make the mistake. But you got to give him the choice. And then I'm the same Hashem after you sin and you do tshuva. Okay, Hashem Hashem, Gam Hashem Kale, the name Kale, Hashem Hashem Kale, Rach, Rachimim is also an attribute of mercy. kamokain Omro beMesachas Yuma Hashem is v'nakeh. He cleanses l'shoving to those who do chuva. Lo yinakeh, who don't do tshuva. Rabbi, can I ask a question before we get farther into yeah? the first part when you said it? Because the way I I learned it years ago with uh, the first name of Hashem it, uh, is the, the Hashem of uh, the attribute of mercy. The second uh, Hashem in the hell, I mean, is uh, one of justice. So Cannot be. It's, it's yud kevav ke, yud kevav ke. Uh-huh. That, that cannot be you might be mixing it with the Shema Shema Yisrael Hashem Elokeinu Hashem and Of mercy then Of justice But here it's yod Hey vav Hey. it has got to be both of them are mercy So what's the difference of the mercy So one is the mercy that he allows you That free will choice Which allows you to be human And to make a mistake And if you make a mistake Hashem allows you to do tshuva Okay so now Lafi calls according to that Spirit's Kap, the thirteen are like this Hashem is one of them, Hashem is another one, Kale is another one. Then we go through them Rachum, Khanun, Erachapim, Rafesed, Mes, Not Sarchesofim, Nose Yavon, Fafesha, Fekatoa, Vinake. Those are the thirteen according to that understanding. Zushita Tam. That's Rabenu Tam, those are the thirteen. Tosos me bim. Shem Shem as she teaches Rabbi Unisim. Taisus brings Rabbi Unisim going b'migila sasorim shelo in his safer for going to serve. Shein moenus Hashem Arishon. He doesn't count the first one. Kiyesh pasek. There's a stop. Vumafaris kach. It says vayikra. Va right? He called. Va, so you could say vayikra, and then that's Hashem Hashem. He called Hashem Hashem. Or it could be Vayikra Hashem. Hashem called. Okay, and what does Hashem called? Hashem. That's the first one. Kel Rachum Okay, and therefore He takes no sechheset lo alofim as two middos. Okay, to to, uh, to finish off the off. So there's a machlokas if the first Hashem is one of the thirteen or not. Ramban wait, wait, So where's the, where's the split? Notes Where's the split? Oh, okay. I'm not exactly sure, right. but he counts them as that one is two things. Right. The Ramban on the Torah says hamisper shlosa shrehu three va'oten. Where it says three is of Hashem, it's like the same as tosfos. Hashem is one, Hashem is two, Kael is three. But those are names of Hashem. And the other one are ten mitos of Rabbeinu toim vacholim on behalf of people who make mistakes. So it's really ten that could barely relate to the ten spheros, but it's three and ten. Okay, fine. The Maral mazvir he says kishnea Hashem The first two names mishraskin labal tshuva. Hashem Hashem relates to val tshuva. and the third one. Mishaches the Chasidim Shalochotomelm relates to those righteous ones who never sinned at all. In case Shalosh Hashemos, those first three names of Hashem, Hashem, Kael, Mishachem relate, Lanoshim, Shanim, Tsoim, Baderach, Emes, that are going on the true path, but there's two different true paths. Rishonim, Hakir, Shnei, which is the first one, the Baal has two realities of Hashem before the sin, Hashem after the sin. They neg them so you have two names Hashem Hashem. But the Achronim, the real Chasidim, Loho Kirill is we only have one reality of Hashem, of Kale. In other words, the Valchubah has two aspects of Hashem. The Hashem before he sins and the Hashem after he sins. The Chasid, is just Kale. That's it. No mistakes, it's never changed. Fine. Now, another area, the left side now, we say Pokade Avon Avos Albonim. He visits the sins of the fathers upon the children. Okay. Uh, that comes already after is when we finish with Vinake. The, well, you know, okay. Then we have after that he visits the sins of the fathers and the children. I'll Larveim for three and four generations, to those who hate me. Kindness for thousands of generations, mitzvah, do love me and do my mitzvahs. Madua ain't symmetria, beina omesh veskar. Why is there no symmetry between the punishment, which is three, four generations, and the reward that's for thousands of generations? Madua omesh netzar achreah Why is the punish stop after four generations? Vilach schar, but the reward, mam shagalavidash, goes for thousands of generations. And in both situations we're speaking. Children who continue the ways of their fathers. In other words, if you're evil and your children and grandchildren are great, then the sins of the parents come to the great-grandchildren. If you're a tzaddik and they follow your ways, it goes for 2,000 generations. If the Passover only goes for four generations, but But the rewards for 2,000. Does that mean, therefore, that the russia can't go more than four generations? And the way to the righteous goes forever? But the answer is like this. The bad of, way of evil is always closed, In other words, we're going to say it's like this: The development of wars <coughs> open up When you have when you have bad generations, it can go till we get an apocalypse. And what happens when apocalypse happens? It's all gone. It's all gone. It gets finished through war. The destruction of humanity brings upheaval. Destruction destroys itself. In other words, what does he mean to say? What do you mean Hashem wouldn't punish anymore? The answer is after four generation they self destruct. They implode. It doesn't go past that. Yeah, exist. You know, when Jews came to America, first generation threw off the Torah, right? But like after four generation, so the first generation then keep mitzvahs. But at least that kid still married Jewish. Maybe another generation married Jewish. But by the fourth yeah. generation, yeah. they're marrying chickses. So there is no fifth generation. It's a self destruction. It's not, yeah. it, in other words, really, the evil should be yeah. for 2,000 generations too. But it can't. It automatically self destructs. That's yeah. right. Yeah. That's what he's saying. Hashem doesn't let man's will choice make the world go hefker. Even though Hashem gives man free will choice that well, you guys are doing everything. I'm just gonna watch. No, 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 no. he oh He has regulatory mechanisms that are in. Oh boy. That's like a like you have a government has regulatory systems that kick in to make sure that things don't well, the stock market That's has the right. Who must have he gives man free will choice. Uh still and it's all very good. History is moving us to Mashiach. Rob, okay. I just said this, and it's a little bit hard to understand because obviously everybody has good things they do, uh, and they have a favor that they do. So every, you know, you're But, you're but, what is, going down but the what's the predominance of that person? Yeah. Is he essentially a good person or essentially not a good person? Is he following you're away? talking he about a tzaddik, him? a real tzaddik, will have things continue for him for generations. Right. For generations and generations. That's just the realities, okay? Now, okay, how do you chesh when someone was a tzaddik and one of his kids is a rush, okay? But oh, he's a tzaddik in certain areas, but other areas he's not. Okay, but it's a, a bottom a, he's, line. He's when a, a shem judges a person, at the end of the day, he goes with the majority of what he does. Is he primarily tzaddik or primarily Russian? He weighs him. He gets weighed at the end. That that's so so. That, therefore, that, that's that's what what you have. Okay. Uma mispar arba shenim suvim. Why do we have four of all duration? Ubechem b'derekal arba doros kayam bozmanis. And in generally, we're talking about four generations of time, which means Adam shmonim. When you reach eighty years old. Yachales ninof you could see your grand your great-grandchildren. Kashpa and your influence reaches them. Hakadesh barko magala Hashem reveals us. Kashpa hara the bad influence will tuffer and it's not going to pass the great-grandchildren. Bizmash repas atov when the influence is good, tam shekhad alfira it goes for thousands of generations. Are mashpia elahova? It, that the influence is not only on the present ain seed um I'm not sure what that means but the good goes to the deepest oh, uh, uh, goes to the deepest alto to what's hidden is called that connects to all generations okay in other words He doesn't have a magnon tasmerz. He doesn't have any regulatory mechanics for the future. The evil has regulatory mechanics, but the tzaddik doesn't. Okay, fine. Now we're going to get to the 13 attributes. This is the main thing I want to get to. These 13 attributes of mercy that have been described, (inaudible) they are tools, to measure the conduct of Hashem with man. Okay? Now, that's the 13. There's 13 different ways of Rachemin that Hashem shows to mankind. That's those 13. Now, there's another important 13. Gam shlo shei mida shal says there's 13 ways to interpret the Torah. Hensug They're also... It's a measuring instrument. Bez rassam with those thirteen tools, mishavim in yom halachotis, we compare halachic topics, lomu karam things that are not so well to us, but we compare them leinian halachotis karam talach things that we do understand. Yud gemul mirasor v'yshmol hin lamaisa kli hayigayon lametiras misos hakadosh Those thirteen attributes of drushas is a a a a tool of intelligence, of of understanding, uh, how to decipher Hashem's mitzvahs. Just like yud mm-hmm. gimel Thirteen items mm-hmm. of mercy are tools to measure God's conduct with people. Okay, and Midrashe Halacha when we talk about midrash Halacha that are called mechilta. They use these thirteen attributes to dissect the Torah. To weigh the halachas. For example, we use a eight forty argument. We try to compare things that are not necessarily comparable. And that's, if this, which is has has this limitation, but still has this halacha, something else which has a greater. Aspect for sure should have the same law. So we're comparing things that are not similar to deduce laws. Baezus Shava, we make making Kzereshava, Mishamalachasheh Shivyo, we compare things that are comparable to each other. Okay, next page. Now here he goes on to a very fascinating concept now. Very fascinating. Because he tries to incorporate this into science and historical, the way... History has evolved. It's a theory. You can take it or leave it. It seems reasonable. 264 now. So we should be on the new sheet of paper, right? We perhaps can explain the 13 attributes of understanding the Torah to the concepts of logic of science. Kle halogika. There's four basic scientific tools. Number one, hazihui, the rules of identi- identification, which means in the brackets, Hashvos, identifications that reveals where things are equal to each other, and Ishivyon or not equal, or dimyon or similar. That's one. We identify, that's one type of science, identifying things. You put things in, what do you call them, phylums, mm-hmm. which I remember my uh, biology, you know. Like, what is a mammal? Mm-hmm. It has to have certain characteristics, right? right? And if it does, a but reptile. must or be similar ingredient. in certain ways, but still be different in other ways. But if it's totally different, it's no longer a mammal. It's a bird. it's something else, a bird, a whatever. Bird. A Number two, the rule of grouping things together finding them to be in a similar state <coughs> three yodsei dofen exceptions shaynik nosylik that don't fit into that categorization and four istiros logios lopsors logical contradictions that are not resolved he says that's four types of scientific thought and he's going to show us how historically how they emerged from the first to the second to the third to the fourth and what he's going to do is he's going to divide the 13 mitos, the way Torah is learned, into four categories as well. And showing you how the Torah goes through the same, so to speak, scientific methodology, but one is for Torah and one is for the world. Now it makes sense. The, the Hashem looked in the Torah and created the world. So if we have 13 general ways to deduce, but they fit into four categories of thinking... So science should catch up to that sooner or later and produce those same four categorical ways of thinking. So here we go. This paragraph goes through the whole thing and then he has a chart that kind of reviews all that and just breaks down everything we said. Havan we're on 264, the second paragraph. A lot of hard words. I think, that I write the English on top of it? Yeah, I think I know, it yeah, is a lot yeah, of hard words. It's yeah. modern Hebrew. It's took me quite a while to go through. And I don't understand all the real depths of the science. I can just say what's going on over there. Some of you will probably know it better than me.. Havanasa Skiris says, let's make a historical overview. Hamada science, Gila bahadraka has been revealed, you know, with levels, as Darkha gone, the levels of thought. Bikila in the beginning, when man was thinking, what's the mm-hmm. first things he thought about? He worked on the natural sciences in Kamayos with quantities. It would be quantity was the measuring tool. He would look for quantitative relationships between things that grew in the wild. Okay? That's basically what you could measure. It's basically measurements, right? Who those He wanted to build equations. Therefore, he made use of the rules of thinking in terms of equality, not equality. Inductzia, inductive reasoning, and deductive reasoning. That was stage one of science. The Agrika afterwards Higila, and that's their first era of science uh, from the beginning of time. Second era Akahigila Esanusunim then he worked with what we call qualitative data Bikerba Mata mainly in the social sciences. So That's not an area where you can find quantitative relationships and things that grow. We're looking, the thinking is searching for a structural data. So So science moved now to Hakpatsa, which is groupings. Okay? So we're looking at quality and grouping them that way. And that started in the 19th century. Then all of a sudden came a stream of Nisunim data that appeared to contradict all the accepted theories that had existed until that time. L'moshel. How about this? Light. What is light? So what were the first scientists that it was? Light was a particle. Right? Light was a particle. But then there was a problem. Because then there was this phenomena called the interference phenomena, which I can't really explain so well, but if two different beams of light would hit each other, it wouldn't work the way you would think it would work if you're dealing with particles. Okay? Well, Tofas hahis afkus, the phenomena of interference, shahis galsa bameyu test that was revealed in the 19th century, sosra satyoria chal kal That's contradicted the theory of particles being light, light being a particle. So there we're contradictions. Nelsul le kabel theoris acherishalor. So they forced to find another theory of light which was the wave theory. So that was one idea where there was a contradiction that forced us to change the theories. Okay, what about Gilui Brichas Galaxies, which 1929, when Hubble found out that we have an expanding universe. We began to see that universe is expanding it forced us to change our thinking of a static universe, has that had no beginning. We had to now have new theories of an expanding universe. And to determine that, there had to be a first moment, that Big Bang of history. So this was the. The time where there's all kinds of contradictions in the scientific world, which now brings us to the fourth, hachel <laughs> that began so at the end of the 19th century, hamada nikra Now science came into great crises. nusunim noshis Hamulodos. Data now was being collected that contradicted human grasp, the innate human grasp. Kikon Amusag, let's say her absoluti shall hazman hazoirim beketz vachid. They thought that time traveled at a uniform rate. That's what they always thought. Time traveled at a uniform rate. Minav arla seed from the past to present, bechol everywhere on the planet. stay to and then they found out there could be two theories contradictory that could work together. Kagon Quantum theories. Chanel so finally determined Hu Gam Light is a particle and a wave. So what eventually happened? We have we had a change. Then we find contradictions. And then we say, you know what? It can both be true. Two apparently contradicting things come to truth. Okay. Now now we come to this upheaval thought of the morale. He writes in many places in his Sfarim. What's unity? Is when we're able to contain opposites in one thing. That's unity. Therefore, so therefore, how many. How many numbers of ways to understand is? 13, which is what? The gematria echad, which is one. So now, uh, so therefore, we got the 13 attributes of mercy and the 13, uh, uh, no, not not name, the 13 attribute. well, uh, the 13 attributes that parallel the 13 ways of logic. And now, if you just quickly look at the chart, You have everything on the left side was the text we just did. But on the right side, he picks the first three: Kalvachomer, Xerishova, Hekish, and Binyanav. Those three fit into the realm of identification: things that are equal, not equal, inductive reasoning, and that follows the first level of science. Then the next: Klau Uprat, you have the group and then the individual clau Prado clau, or clau. These are all groupings, okay? And therefore that's a certain logic of grouping things that are um, similar or not similar. And that fits the second age of science. Then we have the third one where we have contradictions. Hoya that's was in the group, but left the group. What do you mean? It's different than the group? Lola well, la not to teach itself, but to teach to the whole grouping, or to make a new, a new uh, uh, halacha to come from that. Or on the next page, Lee to, to make something that's not part of what's from those halachas or come with something new. So that fits into the world of, of contradictions. And where we find, how do we deal with all kinds of contradictions? And then finally, the great crisis of all, where we have to bond them on the next page. Something that's learned from in the context, something in the beginning, something at the end. And finally, the last one, which is the clearest, Says two contradictory verses. Till the third Pesach resolves this. And this is what we call the crisis of science, where now you can, it's possible that two opposite theories is the same thing, like a particle in a wave. And that already happens in the 20th century. So what you're seeing is that the 13 midos of Torah, understanding that, can fit in to the progression of science. And he doesn't get into it, but there's certainly a progression also of the 13 attributes of mercy. All right, I'm a little bit off the beaten track. Tomorrow we go back to the regular Rambam chapter 55 and 56, the regular flow of the topics that we have. Okay, Yashur Kaya.